Women in STEM is a cause that's very close to my heart. I believe in it fiercely. In Colorado, I mentor a lot of young women in STEM, and they look at me because, you know, they haven't had role models that look like them. And when they see me, a woman of color, saying that this is possible, it gives excitement for them. It gives hope, right? This is In Her Element, a podcast from BCG. I'm Corinne Lyons. And I'm Suchi Srinivasan. Each episode, we have meaningful and vulnerable conversations with women leaders in digital, business, and technology. This episode, we're speaking with Suma Nalapati, Chief Information Officer at Insight, a Fortune 500 technology solutions integrator that focuses on cloud and data center transformation, building a connected workforce, and cultivating digital innovation for enterprises. Suma is deeply passionate about getting more women and girls excited about STEM. She's also tied strongly to her local Colorado community through her previous work with local government and not-for-profit outreach. Here's Suchi's conversation with Suma. I am Suma Nalapati, uh, the Global Chief Information Officer at Insight. And I've been with Insight literally a year. Today marks my one-year anniversary, and I'm so proud to be part of this amazing organization. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. It's been a great one year. We were able to build a lot of foundational capabilities for the transformation ahead of us. And again, just as a way of my background, I am a programmer. I always will be a programmer at heart. I started my journey in technology as a programmer, Oracle, back in the day and started building my way up to being a technical lead, a manager, a director, a vice president. And somewhere along the line, I was offered the chief technology officer at the state of Colorado. And then within two months, got promoted to being the secretary of technology and chief information officer for the state of Colorado as the governor's first Indian origin cabinet member in the state of Colorado, which I'm very proud of. And then went on to become Chief Digital Officer at uh, DISH and Everbridge. And now I'm here at Insight. Very proud of my technical background, uh, worked very hard for it. And now leading Insight through uh, our transformation has been exciting. And it's a place and an opportunity for me to have an impact with a very supportive leadership team. That's amazing. And what a wonderful background. Now, tell us a little bit, you know, reflecting back on some of your earlier days in um, university. We know that as you did your master's in nuclear physics, now you were only one of two women in your class. Is that right? Yep. Oh, my God. Just a very (laughs) small handful of uh, girls back then, right? You know how it is, Suji. It's not easy at all, right? You have this huge university, one of the uh, oldest universities in India, and you are there totally by yourself, it feels like, you know. And for me, it it was always my dream to become a doctor. The competition in India um, is so intense for doctors and engineers. And as I mentioned, my family comes from a humble uh, background and going to college for medical degree was going to be very expensive. And then I had two other siblings that needed to go to college and stuff. So I was like, okay, what do I do? For me, uh, you know, the nuclear physics and my specialization is actually in radiation physics and isotope technology, which is used in the treatment of cancer. And so I was like very drawn to it. And uh, that was what took me to the nuclear physics field. And again, in my specialization, just that handful of girls and 
uh, it's so hard to go get tutoring or, you know, go and ask the professor because, you know, they would ask you to come in at different times. And and the cultural background, as you understand, Suchi, it's not easy, right? So it's a struggle even to get basic tutoring or basic support. And so you form your own little tribes of support. And I actually um, passed at uh, distinction at the top of my class. And I'm very proud of that degree because a lot went into it. Talk about uh, blood, sweat and tears, right? Uh, To be able (laughs) to earn that. Now, you've described yourself as a technologist with a nuclear physicist mind. What do you mean by that? Yep, I can actually recite the periodic table even now. (laughs) 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 It's crazy. Um, So for me, I think, you know, it's logical uh, thinking, it's problem solving, it's creative collaboration while you're trying to solve the biggest complex challenges in quantum physics or, you know, nuclear physics to what's happening within our environments now, right? There's so much change, so much complexity, and leaders are supposed to show the vision, paint the vision. So I think that's all the background training for me that's been helpful. And you mentioned the word resilience, and that's a big word, especially as these macroeconomic conditions and how turbulent the markets are, right? We as leaders need to show that strength. And I think for me, that background and training has helped me think differently about problems, approaching problems with a different mindset, outside the box thinking. So those are all the skills that are actually applicable now to the market and what's going on in our verticals and in our industries. Let's move into your current role at Insight. It's a big job. You're doing tons of incredible and exciting things at Insight. There's a list of things like robotic automation, the most latest work with LLM integration and more. Can you share some of this excitement with our audience and give us a bit of a brief overview of what you do for a living here? Insight is a very unique place, uh, a place where opportunities abound. The reason why I was drawn to Insight is multifold, right? One is we uh, at Insight are creating a need for a new business category, right? So we are creating that solutions integration space. And again, it's a legacy 30-year-old company, but it's so forward-thinking that it's creating, you know, tracking these complex dynamics and evolving our business to meet the opportunity, which I absolutely find terrific. And again, we have the resources, the technical expertise, again, to simplify our client solutions and, you know, what may seem daunting, oh my goodness, it's insurmountable, but we are creating a new path for the tech industry, right, in that solution space and combining hardware, software, service capabilities to deliver outcomes, right, and unlocking the business value for our clients and partners. And this is where I love, I thrive on change, I thrive on not knowing what's ahead, but painting that clarity for the teams and moving ahead. And the great thing, Suchi, is I get to work with such a dynamic team of women at Insight. Our CXO is 60% women, right? Our CEO, Joyce Mullen, uh, when she interviewed me, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to take this job because I never worked for a female CEO. And you know how it is in the tech industry. You don't have a lot of role models in the space. And and when I talked to um, Joyce, I'm like, I'm going to come work for you because I've never worked for a female CEO. Our CHRO is also female, our uh, CFO, our chief accounting officer. I have not seen a team quite like this, right? And we lead with empathy. We lead with intelligence. We lead with power. And it's just the best team that I ever had a chance to work with. And and for me, creating this new category of solutions integration space, we are in the right place at the right time with the right team. Wow. 
that excitement is just coming through the airwaves out here. You know, you're just literally emanating it. It's very infectious. So Suma, that sounds like an absolutely, absolutely amazing uh, time here at Inside and getting set for even greater heights. As you round out your first year, is there a time as you acclimatized into, let's say, your new role or any time during this year as you were planning these very ambitious steps and challenges that there was either as a team or as an individual, you encountered, you know, moment of ambiguity, insecurity, perhaps even some fear at these challenges. You know, talk to us about a moment of vulnerability and perhaps how you overcame it together as a team or as an individual. Leaders are human beings. For me, I was so, so excited to join this amazing company, right? I couldn't wait to set my strategy, uh, set my vision, set the transformation technology roadmap, and uh, eventually working with BCG um, in, in laying out that foundation. However, you know, I talked about my upbringing and background. When I had all the fear and anxiety in my life on, you know, how do I chart myself a career, my dad, uh, my wind beneath my wings, he was very, very sick. He, I uh, had to go to India between my brothers and I. Uh, they went to just visit relatives in India uh, after COVID. And uh, he, he got COVID himself and he was hospitalized. And between my brothers and I, we had to go nine times to India within a very short time frame because we're all here in, in, uh, in the U.S. And um, for me to see my strength, my hero, just uh, lie in bed, so vulnerable and so fragile and, you know, this powerful person that uh, I've admired all my life and be helpless was uh, was very, very uh, impactful to me. And then as insight was, again, people first, right? They let me be with my dad, uh, even though I was new and they're like, okay, where's the new CIO? What's her vision? And there she is in India, <laughs> not present for my teams, right? But everybody rallied around me and uh, gave me the opportunity to be with my dad Unfortunately, he did pass away uh, last July, three or four months into my job at Insight. And it was tremendously impactful. Again, the people that surrounded me were family first, people first, and that helped me. And, you know, once I was able to work through that grief, was able to charter my tech roadmap, and now we are at a very good level of progress, implementing some aspects very, very soon. So I'm very excited. But for me to recover from that and show that, I'm here for my teams. I was absolutely uh, very conflicting. But then, you know, they were all there for me 100%. And I couldn't have asked for more. So it's truly something that's important for organizations to consider is uh, the pandemic has shown that people have challenges. And once you put your arms around them, it's, it's a family from that point on. And then you carry a lot of, um, you carry through a lot of struggles, whether it's, you know, technology issues, outages, or, you know, things that don't go as planned, but you come together as a team, and you work through as many issues as possible without missing a heartbeat. What an incredibly, incredibly tough time for you. I can only imagine, you know, the central figure in your life, as you said, and also at such a pivotal time for you in your new role, the stress that you must have gone through. But I agree, you know, it's it's so heartening when you can create these kind of support structures at work, 
for teams to be able to come in and step in and be able to offer you the support that you need so that you can then bring your whole self back for when you're ready, right, to bring it back to work. Maybe just shift a little bit to some things that you enjoy doing and giving outside of Insight. Now, also, of course, in your background, you've done a lot of community work, government work, and also in your state. Now, you're very community focused. You love to give back. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do with young people in STEM and specifically with young women. Women in STEM is a cause that's very close to my heart. I believe in it fiercely. Again, coming from a humble background myself, if someone did not take a chance on me and uh, you know give me the opportunities, Suchi, like they've done, I, I, I won't be in this place, right? And if I'm able to have an impact on 10 10 girls, 10 women, that's for me to give back and create opportunities for others. In Colorado, I mentor a lot of young women in STEM and they look at me because, you know, they haven't had role models that look like them. And when they see me, a woman of color saying that this is possible, it, it gives excitement for them. It gives hope, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Even in my role in government, you know, I believe in the foundation of technology that I have had the good fortune of is what caused my success. And we were able to implement programs using actually uh, cloud-based programs, working with organizations uh, like Amazon, Microsoft, um, you know, the big ones, Google, GCP. uh, And we were able to cut down processing times of Medicare and Medicaid from months weeks, right, that was all manual paper-based work to using automation, using all these technologies to like minutes and days. And when those people, you know, who receive food through food stamps or Medicare, Medicaid benefits come and thank you in person because you've impacted their life through technology with the push of a button, that to me is extremely gratifying. So that's the power of technology. And just imagine that if you do that tech for good, in a very responsible manner, that is a multifold effect on other populations. And when we lift others, we all rise together. I love the thread of using technology to impact some of the most basic human needs, right? Like putting food on the table, access to medical and healthcare, and making that so real. But I'm curious, when you meet these young people, what kind of questions are they asking you? What are the types of conversations they most value with you? It's so, so gratifying to do these STEM conversations or when uh, we go and do workshops, they literally come and say, how are you able to do it? Like, can I do it? Right. I mean, the the hope in their eyes is is like uh, something so precious because they see a path forward. They're like, oh, if I take maybe a computer science course or a cybersecurity program, um, you know, I partner with Girls Who Code, I partner with uh, 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 Girls Cybersecurity Programs because cybersecurity has such a need for girls, right? For people to, who can think non-linearly, right? We want those different perspectives, especially as cybersecurity is, uh, you know, the hackers are so much more sophisticated. So there's such a big need for more diverse cognitive uh, mindsets. And again, uh, gender is one aspect of it, right? I also partner with the Blind Institute of Technology. Uh, Again, for me, diversity comes not just from gender, right? It comes from that neurodiversity and, um, you know, creating, we were able to create the first office of accessibility in the state with the legislation that passed with the Blind Institute. And... um, The Blind Institute of Technology actually now provides the accessibility frameworks to companies like Salesforce and Google, and they have visually impaired architects creating solutions 
for people like them, uh, instead of us designing something that may or may not work, right? When you have them create the solutions, it's so much more powerful. Wow. No, and especially like your comment about, you know, the diversity being not just gender diversity, but neurodiversity from so many different elements of it. That's so true. So tell us about a time when you felt you were in your element. I feel great when I'm able to balance work and life. I feel when I can uh, be both, right, in that sense, be a great mom and be a great leader for my organization and able to strike balance. For me, um, my daughter uh, has looked up uh, at my career and my journey and she said, mom, I found inspiration in you, you know, because she sees me on phone calls 24 by 7 almost. <laughs> she sees me cooking a good meal for, for the family and, and now she's working. And so she knows how difficult it is to balance everything. She actually is now working as an artificial intelligence engineer in Boston. But when she was uh, 16-ish, she was actually featured on Forbes for creating an artificial intelligence algorithm, machine learning algorithm to predict uh, or find patterns in mass shootings, um, which, you know, again, she was working with Stanford and a few other organizations to find those patterns in data and create some algorithms around that to help, you know, never again, uh, the shootings of uh, Columbine and everything shape their journeys as kids. And she said, I'm going to take action. I'm not going to just send thoughts and prayers. And she created this organization and she was featured on Forbes and, you know, she was recognized as one of the top uh, 15 global teen leaders across the world. And I'm saying it not as a way of uh, praising the work, but it's, it was such an instrumental thing for young girls, right? Again, they're not even talking to me at that point. They're talking to someone her age and being influenced in a positive way. She got to meet with various leaders of governments and others to help say, you know, use technology to help prevent some of these things that are happening around us, right? And for me, that recognition for my daughter is a testament to that anybody who finds inspiration in role models can do really great things for the community and the societies around them. That was my conversation with Suma. Corinne, what were some of your key takeaways from this conversation? It's such a rich conversation, but I guess when she said like, Joyce, our CEO, a woman, and then she said, our CHRO, a woman, our CAO, a woman, I was just like, this is amazing. This is like the dream team. <laughs> and I loved her quote just about what it's like leading with those women together. And what was it, Sushi? She said, to lead with empathy, to lead with intelligence, and to lead with power. I thought that was very powerful. Like you say, it gives you tingles up your spine. I'm going to take it and put it on a post-it note and like put it on my computer screen and look at it every day so I can just like feel big before my big scary meetings and just get strength from it, you know? Suchi, what stands out to you most about the conversation? 
Well, I think there's such an incredible full circle about her life coming from sort of a very non-privileged, very humble background back in India and then going through these sort of very quintessential experiences that actually a large percentage of the global population does indeed resonate with, right? Being the only women or minority in an engineering heavy class, taking tough subjects like nuclear physics and really sort of feeling motivated to push through those barriers and those boundaries without having a ton of role models. For her to turn around and really being able to find the passion to give back and create new role models for girls and women today so that they don't have to repeat the experiences that she went through. That's just amazing. We need so many more like her, but it was wonderful to hear her talk about that. Well, that's all for today. This has been In Her Element, a podcast from BCG. Join us every episode to hear meaningful conversations with women leaders in digital business and technology. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.